It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic alongside Joey Medor as we got you up until 6.50 today as it's the Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting. 75 degrees and partly sunny outside. 6.06 on the clock on this 17th day of September. And Joey, we got a great show coming for you as we've got head coach of the Athens Bulldogs, Nathan White, on the line. It's great to have him on the program. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we appreciate taking the time out of your day. I know it's a day before game day, and you got a pretty big one tomorrow against Wellston, uh, so it should be a fun game. And, of course, you can hear that game right here on 970 WATH. Uh, but, Coach, talking about you know your season before we really break down uh, you know your game tomorrow, uh, for Athens, you guys are 1-2 this season. Uh, I thought that you guys played pretty well in the second half, holding uh, Marietta scoreless. You know, it was 24 to six or 24 to eight before halftime uh you held them scoreless gave a chance gave you guys a chance to win the game uh last week what did you see from your team uh this past friday yeah like you said really proud of the effort in the second half and you know proud of the effort the entire game to be honest with you our kids have really hard and um as a coach that's the thing that you're you're, you're most concerned about and most proud of uh, you know, we just had some some real execution struggles in the first half, uh, offensively and defensively. And um, you know, to, to say that the first half wasn't great is an understatement. We uh, we just kind of made a few few too many mistakes, and then you know, w- with effort and and executing in the second half, we we battled back and at least made it a game. And you know, you really uh, as a coach. You try to prepare your kids to play that second half for the entire game. So, uh, honestly, we're we're going into week four, still waiting on that on that full game. And um, I hope tomorrow's the night. We'll see. So, coach, a one and two start for you guys. We just mentioned, obviously, not an ideal start there, but just uh, I think your team has improved in in uh, leaps and bounds from week one. Certainly, what are some of the things that you've seen improve over the first few weeks of the season? Well, you know, the biggest thing for me is we were we were off all of July. So when we, we hit the ground, and we had to be running in August when we hit the ground, and, and we just kind of weren't ready to run yet, to be honest with you. We have so many new faces and so many guys that we're, we're still teaching the scheme to right now, you know, in the middle of the season uh, that's normally taken care of in, in June and July. And, uh, you know, the, the coolest thing for me as a coach is all these new faces – uh, that are playing for us, and we're asking to step up and play on Friday night and, and kind of be the next guy, uh, those guys are, are slowly moving into those roles. And, you know, it's delayed a little bit. I'm not making any excuses about the, the strange times this summer that we had here in Athens, but uh, I can see as a coach the progress. I can see our kids getting better, getting more poised, getting more used to playing on Friday night. So that's been a good sign. Coach, I know it's you know difficult times, you know, especially before the season got started. You know, dealing with the pandemic, not knowing whether if you were going to have a season or not. Uh, you know, how have you guys adapted? You know, how has it been that transition from you know a normal football season to a season now that you have a couple of restrictions, a couple things that you couldn't do in the past? Yeah, you know, the the biggest challenge is 
all the all the team building stuff, the stuff that kind of makes football what it really is. You know that that hour in between two a days and the time after practice and before practice in the locker room. Those are the things that we're missing right now. And you know, to be honest, anyone who's ever played football, looking back, most of your memories, uh, you know, aren't from Friday night or aren't from the practice field. They're from uh, sometimes some funny story that happened in the locker room or whatever. And you know. Honestly, we haven't batted an eye because there's no other option. So, so we kind of came into this in August thinking, look, we can, we can complain about all this stuff we have to do, all the extra stuff, and then all the stuff we don't get to do. Or we can just say this is the way it is and let's go play, let's go practice and, and try to have as much fun as we can and be as good a football team as we can. So our kids, I was very proud, especially of our seniors, of kind of saying, look, there's no reason to talk about all the negatives. We've got to show up every day, make sure we get we get better as a team, as an individual, and, and kind of push forward and, and be happy that we at least get to play. And, Coach, a guy I think that uh, you were expecting to take some some strides this offseason was your quarterback and Joey Moore, who came <laughs> on the scene last year and really had a great first season at the first year at the helm. Uh, going into this second season, and obviously as the first three games have played out, uh, what improvements have you seen from, in, from him in his second year as your uh, starting quarterback? Yeah, Joey's decision-making has been really good. He, he has a very good command of the offense. Um, he is, he's just kind of more poised. You know, he, he worked really hard on all the physical parts of his game. His arm is stronger. Uh, he's stronger. His body is stronger in the weight room. Uh, you know, he worked on he, He's better in the pocket. He worked on all that physical stuff that people see. But, but the thing that I notice is just the, the command of the offense and understanding what we're trying to do with our offense on each play. That's something that, that he's really improved on. And, um, honestly, he was pretty dang good at it last year. So he is. He has really worked to turn himself into a great quarterback. I'm, I'm really pout, proud of Joey. Yeah, Joey Moore, you know, 87 passing attempts or 828 yards. Uh, you know, he's really done uh, a phenomenal job for you guys at, at the helm of this offense. Uh, his number one target so far this season really has been Braden Whiting, a, a new guy to this team. Uh, you know, of course, he's come up a little bit with, with these players, but you know, he's a first-year guy. You know, starting for you. What have you seen out of Whiting so far in the early? first half of the season yeah you know I, I really as a coach a lot of times seniors come back for that one year and you've kind of learned to to know that you're not going to quite get as much as you think out of them because because man missing taking time away from football is is really different it's a hard thing to get the hang of um Braden I felt a little bit different about because I know he's a weight room kid he has been committed in the weight room uh, since he got to high school and, uh, you know, honestly has lifted with us in, in the spring after basketball each spring these past few years. So I really was hopeful that he was going to be a guy that would kind of step in and, and be ready to play. And, uh, you know, he's a really good player. He's making plays for us. He's a good athlete. But more importantly, he's a great teammate, an unbelievable kid. I'm so happy to have him on our team. It's, it's been great. And, Coach, in the first uh, couple weeks of the season here, you guys have uh... – you know, a couple games started out a little bit sluggish in the first half and then really got going in the second half. What, what are some things you can do as a coach to really prepare your guys to come out come out of the gates ready to go and play, a, you know, a complete four-quarter game? Yeah, you know, if I had a great answer for that, I would, <laughs> I would crank it up right away, right, to be honest right. with you. Um, you know, I, I have <clears throat> I've, I've wondered that myself often, and, and I think that maybe we're a little bit uh, – 
offensively, when I say we, I guess I mean I. Maybe I'm a little bit conservative coming out of the gate and trying kind of too worried about getting a feel for what the other team's going to do defensively. I think maybe I need to uh, attack a little bit more, and by that I don't mean chuck it down the field. But, you know, every every week I go into the game with, a, with an offensive game plan of stuff that I feel really good about and really safe about for whatever defense they play. Uh, you know, that's just kind of the reality that we face. We, you know, for the past several years, we kind of run a little bit of a different offense. So oftentimes we'll get a different look out of a defense that we kind of weren't able to prepare for. So I kind of start sometimes, at least in my own head, thinking, all right, let's run the safe stuff that I know is going to be good. And, you know, maybe I need to get out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and run some stuff that, that we repped and, and not necessarily let it be against the perfect look that I'm hoping uh, that we get. So, um, you know, kind of trust our kids more to make plays, I guess, and, you know, that's something that I personally am going to work on as far as calling our offensive plays the rest of the year. And, Coach, you know, one of the things that we see the arm of Joey Moore, we know that he has you know, a lot of yards through the air this year, but the one uh, maybe aspect of the offense that's not uh, as going as hard as maybe it could be is uh, the running back position, right? Uh, Peyton Gale, 64 yards, uh, going out there doing a job, but, you know, the rushing attack is only averaging 2.2 this season. Is there a, uh, a fix for that? Is there a way, really, to get your running game involved more? Or uh, is it just going to be getting creative to, to try to you know, get yards and, and uh, score touchdowns? Well, you know, our run game production, I think, is, is because of a few things. One, we're, we're breaking in some new guys up front. And, you know, the improvements they've made in these last three weeks are huge. Um, two... I've got to trust the run game a little bit. You know, that is kind of stuck in my head forever is is my theory and my thinking is, you know, when you've got a quarterback that you trust and you love, when, things, when times get tough, let's put it in his hand and let him make plays. And I haven't been – I haven't leaned on the running game enough. I haven't been patient enough with our running game. That That's without a doubt. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get – Peyton more touches. We, we've put him out and, and we're throwing him the ball because he's an incredible player uh, as well. So, you know, the more touches we can get him, the better. But, you know, honestly, I think the biggest um, um, negative in our running game has, has been me not being patient enough with our running game. And, you know, we've been behind in a couple of games, too, where I just kind of get stuck and we've got to throw it to get back in it. I, I really think that, you know, our kids up front are improving. Our running back is a, is a dang good player. Um, you know, I, I kind of take responsibility for, for our lack of production in the run game. I've got to be more patient. We've got to run the football. Coach, looking into your game uh, tomorrow night, of course you got Wellston, who's gotten off to best start in the conference 3-0 and coming in. You guys obviously had a successful game against them last year and in recent memory. Just talk about some of the challenges that uh, Wellston uh, uh, will give you guys tomorrow night. Yeah, there are plenty. Um, they're, they're very good. They're big and physical up front. They are, in, in many ways, they're, they're kind of the same old Wellston, and I, I say this before, I mean that as an absolute compliment um, because they run power and counter, and they're dang physical about doing it. They're really good at it. Uh, and the wrinkle that you see offensively this year is, you know, they're spreading it out and throwing it around the field, which makes them really tough to defend. <laughs> Defensively, you know, their, their DBs are athletes, and their, their kids in the box are, are aggressive, tough kids. So, um, you know, they're an all-around good football team. I, I, I can't think of much else to say. We will have our hands full. We're going to have to play really, really well to beat Wellston. 
Yeah, Wellston definitely is a team that has impressed in the early start to the season. We saw them you know, kind of turn it into a good team last year and, uh, you know, fell short of maybe a title contention. Uh, of course, you and Nelsonville York tied at the top there. Uh, is there any talk about, you know, winning the TVC Ohio this year? Or is that just, you know, if it happens, it happens and geared towards the postseason? What is your mindset when it comes to the shortened season? Yeah, my mindset is the same uh, as it always is, and and I, you know, I talk to our kids about this every day. That you know, you can you can only win games on Friday night. You've got to go out and make the plays to win games. But on a Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, the only thing we have control over is getting better right now. And I I truly every single day stress that to our kids. So to me, talking about winning a league championship or talking about we've got Wellston to win a league championship or any of that stuff. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about yet. We haven't talked about beating Wellston. That's something we talked about on Friday. The only thing we talked about today was make sure we're locked in and we have a great Thursday practice in our pregame. And, you know, I, that's just kind of a theory of mine that, that I, I don't think all that talk about the future matters if you don't lock in and get it done today and make sure that your team gets better. And, and I really try to, with our kids, talk about nothing but these next few hours. You know, when we show up to practice, let's make sure our team gets better. And, you know, I, I don't picture myself ever changing. I, I really think that the present is the most important thing for a football team. You can't win any games until Friday night. All we can do is make sure that we get better. And, Coach, I kind of – in a way, piggybacking off that, of course, this season, unlike any other, being the fact that, you know, every team that wants to will have a chance to play in the postseason this year. Uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but does that, is that at all in the back of your head as you progress through the short regular season as, you know, you got to you have some time to be playing your best football because, you know, if you lose a couple games early, doesn't it doesn't necessarily affect uh, whether you make the postseason or not. Yeah, you know, honestly, I just we this was our uh, week. We had to decide. I think today was the deadline. Teams in the state had to decide to opt in or opt out of the playoff. Which, you know, I kind of have been scratching my head trying to figure out why anyone would opt out. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really understand the whole plan. But um, you know, this this year more than ever, I've thought even less about the playoffs. I think yeah. just you know mainly because it's it, it's week four and it still feels like week four. You know, it hasn't hit me yet that in a few weeks we're going to be in the playoffs. Right. And, you know, everyone in the state's going to be in the playoffs. And I think that's really part of the reason I haven't even thought about it much because, you know, in a lot of ways it feels like we're just getting started even though we're, you know, we're past the halfway regular season point. So I can't answer that question too well. I think the fact that we're in the playoffs will, will hit me after week six, you know. And, Coach, one of the things that I've been hearing a little bit, uh, a couple people at the station have been talking uh, you know, what is the term Bulldog Brotherhood? Yeah, it's something that we take very seriously. And, um, you know, it's uh, something that I'm proud to be a part of. And, we, you know, we have a lot of former players that are still very involved in our program. <laughs> you know, guys that are, that are 60, 70 years old, 30 and 40 years old, to guys who just graduated a few years ago. And... Um, you know, it's, it's something that we've talked about for, for the last 10 years pretty hard and uh, just making sure that, that our kids know that they're part of something bigger than this year and that, that being a, a bulldog and part of this brotherhood is something that um, a, a lot of before them have done and, and they will be part of long after they're gone. 
And uh, again, that's something we talk about almost every day with our with our kids and our program, and and something that I hope to continue. Coach, uh, gearing back towards Wellston here for a second. I mean, Coach Smith has come in and in his first couple seasons have really turned them into you know a real competitor in the conference and and beyond as they made a. Uh, postseason appearance last year. I mean, how much do you kind of respect being that you've been around uh, the TVC Ohio for quite some time now, the, the job that he's done coming in and really uh, changing kind of the culture around there? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He's done a great job. And, you know, I got to meet uh, Coach at the at the TVC meeting last year. Uh, he's a great guy. You can see why his kids love to play for him. Um, and that being said, I think we have a, a great group of coaches in the TVC r- right now. Not, not that we haven't before, I guess, but I kind of didn't pay attention until I was a head coach. Uh, I think that the teams in this league are, are very well coached, and without a doubt, uh, Wellston's got this thing going in the right direction. They've, they've built a solid program really quickly. Yeah, I mean, Wellston, they were the, the lone team to make the postseason last year, and uh, you know they've, they've built up something that, that is uh, pretty good. Uh, but they do lose their star player last year in Ryland Mollahan. Uh, he was a tough guy really to plan around. Uh, but who a couple of guys on that Wellston team that you're kind of keying in on? Keying in. Well, I got to tell you, I don't ever pay attention to any names. I just know their numbers from watching tape. Um, I can tell you this. Their quarterback is a, is a heck of a player. He can throw it. He can run it. Um, he's an outside linebacker, strong safety type guy, so he's a tough kid as well. Uh, their running back is a hard-nosed kid, does a good job in pass protection also. And then their, their receivers are, are super athletic, guys that, you know, multiple guys make them play. They've got some, some tall guys that go make catches in the air and some, some very fast guys that they're throwing, you know, arrows and double-move routes to. And then defense is just big physical kids. A lot of those skill guys are the same as the, as the offense, um, just big, tough physical kids and it's one of those teams where you turn it on and you think you know we want to go beat these guys but you, you also love watching them play it's fun to see kids play really hard and be tough and and that's what Wellston does and you, you really respect their coaching staff for, for watching how hard their kids play and always looking forward to that game uh, again that's going to come up tomorrow 650 pregame and uh, seven o'clock for kickoff right here at 970 WATH and coach before we let you go uh, you know, one of your former players playing on a Thursday night tonight, uh, of course, number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Um, you know, what does it mean to you to have a kid, you know, playing on a, a Thursday night NFL football game? It's pretty amazing. It's, uh, you know, I, I still, I tell people I still can't believe he won the Mr. Football Award. So I'm still catching up in all the stuff that he's done. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the stuff at LSU being the number one pick, it's, it's definitely still kind of a pinch me moment. And, you know, I've gone from a guy who coached Joe to an absolute and total fan. You know, I can't wait to watch tonight. And, you know, aside from coaching our kids on Friday night, there is nothing more fun than watching our former players play. And, you know, right now Joe's the only guy playing on TV. So I will be tuned in and and I'll be as excited as anybody to watch him. Well, Coach, we really appreciate taking your time out of your day and uh, calling up the station being part of the program. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yep, thanks, Coach. And that was head coach Nathan White at the Athens Bulldogs. They've got a big game coming up tomorrow. It'll be a 6.50 again pregame. It's Athens and Wellston. Brad Walker and Matt Frazee are on the call. We'll step aside. We'll talk about more. We've got Big Ten coming back. And, of course, uh, you know, TVC Ohio talk. It's a big weekend 
coming up before us. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Atomic Credit Union has been named a best in-state credit union by Forbes magazine for the third consecutive year. Based on trust, terms and conditions, branch and digital services, and financial advice, Atomic Credit Union is your trusted, local, full-service financial institution. Visit us at any of our 13 branch locations or online at www.atomiccu.com. For the best in rock, grunge, metal, and whatever, join Sky. Ah, what a good night. Every Wednesday and Thursday night at 10 till midnight on Power 105 with Full Throttle. Hey, hey guys, I'm loving Full Throttle tonight. I'm rocking, you're rocking, shoot sugar, everybody's rocking tonight. Brought to you by Avalanche Pizza, where every pizza is an adventure. So it turns out many people don't know that c Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus, they're delivered by the c staff, not a third party out of Columbus. c will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you are in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think c Hardware first. If you're a business owner, we know in spite of tough times, you still want to give your business all the financial protection it needs. This is Russ Norris with Matthews Insurance. In over 75 years, our business has been helping to protect Athens area businesses. Ohio Mutual and Matthews Insurance can provide you with the policy designed to serve your needs as well as fast and fair claims service and a great price too. Contact us today at 740-593-5573 or Google us, Matthews Insurance. Friendly, reliable, local. Hi, I'm Sky Hope, and during this pandemic, Precision Imprint is still in business, and they're printing masks. Precision Imprint can take care of all your screen printing and embroidery needs, and they also have t-shirts for employee identification and business promotion. They've been printing locally in Athens, Ohio since 1988 and remain committed to this community. Call for an appointment at 740-592-5916 or email precisionimprint at gmail.com. You can also visit their website at precisionimprint.com. Live and local, the sports fan on 970-WATH. Back inside for the sports fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM. Mills and Mike alongside Joey Medor as we got you up until 6.50 today. We just got off the phone lines with head coach Nathan White. It's great talking to coach. First time that we've had him on the program in a while. And you know, it's a, a great communicator, great uh, you know, leader of the, of the Bulldogs so far in this early season. I really enjoyed you know, talking to him. And you know, he, took, he took responsibility. You know, it, it, It's not like he pointed any fingers at why you know, there's not a run game. You know, he, he took responsibility. He knows what he's got to do and uh, really... Really good interview with with Coach White. But now on the phone lines, we got Trevor Stevens calling in. And Trevor, how are you? I'm good. Uh, Trevor, 
We got some big news. We got the Big Ten coming back. We've got, uh, you know, potentially a little bit off in the distance, Mid American Conference coming back. But, uh, you know, exciting times if you're a big football fan. Yep. But, and then, of course, you know, with this game coming in tomorrow, uh, you know, you got Wellston and you got, uh, you know, Athens. So, big, big weekend for, for, uh, yeah, a lot Athens of football. If you're a football fan, plus the NFL tonight and on Sunday, you have a ton of football. Right, and tonight, of course, Bengals-Browns, that's up in Cleveland. Uh, you can hear that game 6.50 right here on the station for the pregame, and I think it's at 8 o'clock, 8.10 kickoff, I think, Joey. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock is what ESPN app says. Uh, yeah, so what do you got for us today, Trevor? So first, I would like to go back and to the Athens-Rouston High School stuff, and we can run through that first. Coach Basically, Coach Wright comments basically answered many of the questions that people had. Basically, run game, mm-hmm. play calling. Like he said, he needs to be more confident. But basically, just like some quick notes. So, Athens leads the all-time series 51 wins, 22 losses, and 7 ties. Athens has also won 11 straight with their own last loss in 2008. That's Athens' first year in the TVC. The common opponent has been Alexander. Both teams to beat them. Athens struggled, won by only four, and Ralston just beat them handily last week. Yeah, so, you know, it's all that uh, being said, Trevor, I think you would have to say Wilson is the favorite going into the game uh, tomorrow night, but also last year, I believe they were the favorite. And Athens came in and uh, won pretty handily. So, do you, do you think that's going to play a factor at all? I think that's going to be in the back of uh, Wellston's minds after uh, you know they looked like they were on their way to win the conference last year, and then Athens beat them, and all that went out the window. Especially last year, because it, last year Wellston was like three games had won three more games than Athens, and history has shown playing in Wellston, it's been more close games, more difficult. Wellston has won more games in Wellston than when they have to travel to the Plains. So, and the games played in the Plains have been, except for two games in the near future, have all been at least two score or blowout games. So it's been a 15-14 Athens win a couple of years ago, at least when I was in high school, I want to say in either 2016 or 2017 season. Right, and, you know, shifting over to the defense because, you know, they had a good defensive showing in the second half, uh, you know, uh, last week against Marietta. You know, are we, are we going to see kind of more of the, the second half team that, that we saw out of Athens, or what do you expect you know, on the defensive side of the ball? Defense has been stepping up. They've been playing well itself. When your quarterback is your second leading tackle and he's more focused on the offense, that tells you he's a dedicated player on both sides of the ball. Basically, Owen Rourke leads the team with 25 tackles with Joey Moore, our quarterback, with 22. And, Troy, what what do you think, uh, I mean, this Wellston team, it really sounds like uh, it's a little bit different than the teams of old where they just come up and run power. I mean, they've, uh, they've been said to have one of the best receiving groups in the, in the conference, and they're really athletic on the outside. So do you think uh, Athens will be prepared for that? 
Yeah, Derek Rosen's receiving crew. They have a uh, top receiver for who has in just this just three games have oh, two hundred yards receiving, and then they have two other guys who are, are above one hundred and fifty for the year. Which these numbers for just three games are high, but it's like Jay, one of the receivers, Jr. Kemp. He only has eight catches, but has 156 yards in the score, and he's the second leading receiver. Right. I mean, Coach White talked about their height and their speed. Uh, you know, they got a good quarterback. They got a couple good receivers, so it's going to pose a, a bit of a difficulty for the Athens cornerbacks. Yeah, their quarterback is Jeremiah Frisbee. Frisbee is 36 of 63 on the year for 531 yards six touchdowns and two interceptions, but I, I mean, he has three receivers near 150 yards receiving or higher so far this year. means they spread the ball out, and they have a top three receiving group that they just go to. Do you think this young uh, Athens line uh, that uh, has been proved over the last few weeks uh, from all the reports that I've been hearing from guys like Brad and Frazier and everybody who's been watching this team throughout the first few weeks. Uh, do you think this O-line's going to be up for the task against uh, Wellston? Because, uh, you know, Wellston's one of those, another one of those TVC Ohio teams that uh, can really battle it out in the trenches. If they stay healthy, they've been improving each week. It's only they have to stay healthy. But, like, playing Vinton County, Marietta, and now Wellston, all teams that are getting better in strength, it's been making them better because you have to go face tougher guys each week. Right, and, you know, so it's a big game tomorrow. We know that. Uh, the other big game, Nelsonville, York at Vinton County. You know, all a lot of teams that uh, that could maybe find themselves at the top of the TVC Ohio this year. Of course, with Meg's in there, too. Uh, they just had a loss. Uh, but still, you know, it, this is a, a, a conference that, you know, could find any any team at the top this year. Yep. So, like, what this could be, yeah, like last year and a couple years in past, there were multiple teams tied for the conference that could not either. There's there's going to be a outright champion, or multiple teams are tied with one loss. That's what I was feeling. I have from what I read last week. Now, so you are just got the ground game going in. They just ran away with the game versus Megs. And then Vinton County from I from the Athens game, the D defense is pretty good. Right. And you know, moving up to uh the big game coming up tonight for Thursday night football. Of course it's gonna be Bengals and, and Browns. Uh that's gonna be a, a really big game and an a national audience for uh, for those two teams. Yeah, especially for with people who have struggled here in Southeast Ohio to watch last Sunday's game, having this game being on national TV, a channel that is easily NFL Network that most channel most providers have, people can watch the game this week instead of if they couldn't watch it last week. Because I'm and many people struggled to get last week's game. Right. Well, we're uh, running up into another break right here, Trevor. We appreciate you calling into the sports fan, and always look forward to hearing you next time. Yep.
Thanks, Trevor. We got to take another short break right in the sports fan. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We got Bengals coming up at 650. You're listening to the Sports Center 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. A better tomorrow starts today with Wendy's Breakfast. A tomorrow that says bacon, not bacant. Where fresh eggs rain like opportunity. Honey butter goodness is spread. And the frosty is chinoed. At Wendy's, we don't ask what tomorrow holds. But rather, what will you hold tomorrow? Will it be the breakfast baconator or the honey butter chicken biscuit? No matter what you choose, tomorrow's looking good. At participating U.S. Wendy's. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals. Delivering food, supplies, and medicine. Keeping communities safe. Making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready. Always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. When there's something strange lurking under your bed. Who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740 You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan right here on 970 WATH, 640 on the clock and 73 degrees and partly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. Mills on the mic alongside Joy Medore. It is The Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. And coming up at 650, of course, it will be the Thursday night game as Joe Burrow and the Bengals takes on Baker Mayfield and the Browns. That'll be an 8 o'clock kickoff, and that should be a, a good game. And you know, both teams kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, of course, if you're a Bengals fan, uh, you know you might think that that penalty against A.J. Green at the end there might have been a bad call. It was a call that could have gone either way. If you're a Browns fan, well, you want to do whatever you can do to put off that last loss against the Ravens. Of course, the Ravens kind of throttled the Browns, uh, but the Browns did not do themselves any favors. Their field goal kicker, extra point kicker, I mean, their kicker just did not do a good job. But Well, I mean, the kicker side, didn't make them lose by 32. No, but, I mean, it could have been, what, 28-point loss or something <laughs> if you hit the field goals and hit the extra points. Uh, well, extra point, singular. But still, I mean, that was a, uh, a tough game for the Browns there. 
And, you know, if the defense for Cincinnati plays the way that it played last week against the Chargers, I think that they're in this game. No, I mean, that you would think in theory they should be. Uh, I mean, division games are never easy. Uh, you can't just come in and expect to roll over. I will say I'll, I'll throw the caution to the whole thing that the Browns are just going to come out and stink up the joint again. Because, I mean, if you look at that game last week, you know, the, it, the score was, uh, I believe it was 13-6. to 6, And the Browns were going down the field to score again and a chance to even up the ball game there. And... The score wasn't 13. It was 10-6. Browns are going in with a chance to take the lead. They scored a touchdown. They were moving the ball. Then they had a you know a costly uh, face mask on Odell Beckham that led to a fourth and 41. Had to punt the ball, but they're in the game at that point. And no, another part it was 17-6. They're driving in to try to score again, and Odell drops a first down, and then they missed a field goal. And then the Ravens, you know, and you'll take 17-6 at halftime. You're still in that game. But then the Ravens had a really impressive 60-yard drive in about 20 seconds to go up 24-6. And that's kind of when that game ended. But you know the. I think uh, I think the Browns are gonna f- really f- if they gotta figure out they gotta run the ball, man. I mean, Chubb averaged six yards, Kareem Hunt averaged five point five yards a carry. They need to run the football more than they throw it. That's how they're gonna win this game. Uh, you know, I mean, the Chargers. The only success they really had was running the ball against Cincinnati. Uh, they rushed for over 100 yards. Eichler had 80, and the, uh, the backup, uh, I forget his name, but I believe he added about 70 more in a touchdown. So they had success running the ball, and I think the Browns got to follow that blueprint if they're going to win that game. And uh, on the flip side of things, I mean, this is a banged-up Cleveland secondary, so Burrow should uh, really try to take advantage of that. Uh, you know, he missed a couple deep throws last week. That's going to happen. It's rookie season. You know, he's going to. Hopefully make adjustments and hit those plays next time. He threw a costly interception in the fourth quarter as well. That also comes with being a young quarterback, but I think he's going to have a chance to put up some numbers against a, uh, an injured an injured Browns secondary this, uh, for this game. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have said it before, but it was impressive after you know throwing that late-game interception, you know, coming back, driving down the fields, and nearly, nearly scoring that touchdown if it wasn't for the penalty. Uh, I think A.J. Green definitely had his feet in on the edge over there and uh, – you know, definitely put themselves in a position for the Bengals to win. I mean, that should have been a tied game uh, had they made the field goal. Uh, but Well, you saw he was crapping. Yes. He, he grabbed his leg right after the kick. It was brilliant. I mean, what a, what a sell that was. <laughs> as soon as you well, whiff on a chip shot, just uh, reach right on down there. He's cramping. Well, I mean, it must have been a pretty tough cramp. I mean, did you hear after the game, though? Uh, what, what was the, what exactly happened? He said either his left or his right leg cramped. And if you look back at the video, he, he reached for the right one. He, yeah. He, so if he reached a for the right leg, one, of course, well, you can't reach for yeah. the left leg. Well, I mean, well, I think after, I think he said his left leg cramped. Well, if he was reaching for his right, then <laughs> he didn't even know. That's how yeah. tough it was. He didn't even know which leg it was, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough, uh, loss there. Uh, I mean, the offense, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. They weren't firing at all cylinders. I mean, they scored 13 points, right? But uh, that last right. drive did show you some potential. Uh, a lot of quick hitters. They didn't really get uh, get the, get any deep shots down the field. I think Burrow only averaged about 5.5 yards in attempt last game. So, uh, you know, it was a lot, of, a lot of quick throws, getting the ball out quickly. I think that was a smart move, though, because as you saw, Bosa and Ingram and all those guys were getting pressure pretty quickly. So Burrow didn't have enough, really, a, a lot of time to sit back there and make progressions. So I think it was smart getting some quick hitters out there and uh, – I mean, you know, they came up short, but... Yeah, and it's a very good Chargers defense, right? I mean, they had good corners. They had Bosa. Uh, you know, Burrow seemed to be under attack every time he dropped back. You know, every single time it looked like... I don't know if you saw the one replay, but what was it? The uh, the right guard was just... Or the right tackle was pulling and uh, just put his arm out there. 
right? Tried to stop, who was it, Bosa or some? Yeah. Some, yeah, I mean, you can't just stop Bosa with one one arm. I mean, that, that's not going to happen. Uh, I get it was blown uh, on, on the offensive line. The offensive line needs to give him a little bit more time because uh, if they give him some more time, then I think that he can get a little bit more comfortable, locate, actually go through his progressions and, and, and fire the ball quick. I think he did well for as, as not a lot of time that he had, uh, you know, trying to find some receivers, quick little slant routes or a, a screen, whatever. Uh, but he has to get the ball out quick. I don't think the defense of the Browns is going to get as much pressure. Well, hold up there. Miles Garrett, Larry right. Ogunjobi. There's, that's going to be a problem tonight. It don't, it's going to be a problem tonight. If the O-line doesn't play better, Garrett's going to have a field day against that O-line if it, they don't. It will be a problem. Like, yes. it, it's going to be a problem. I don't think they're as good as what the Chargers' defensive line was. That's all I'm saying. Okay. They're good. They're good, but I'd say Chargers defense. The only the- reason they didn't get as many sacks last week is they were facing the best athlete in the NFL, and he can move out of the pocket. I mean, that right. there's going to be pressure tonight. I mean, it's going to have to be very similar. They're going to have to get the ball out quick. Uh, the Browns' run defense, It's it seemed like they kind of sold out to stop the run, but, I mean, Baltimore, you know, nobody really – got going in the run game. I mean, Lamar had about seven carries for 45 yards, I think it was, but Ingram only had 10 carries for 20-some yards. Dobbins had a couple touchdowns, but he didn't have any big big uh, breakout runs either. So the Browns' run defense was one of the bright spots last week. Um, I think they were stacking the box because, you know, I think they expected uh, to make Lamar throw the ball, and that was going to be okay. But, you know, he obviously he picked him apart. Um, but, you know, I think you're willing to take a lot more risk when you have a, you know, a secondary that's really not that good. You've got to get to the quarterback a little bit quicker. And uh, I, I think if Cleveland was smart, they would watch that film from last week and realize that they're going to have to get after Burrow pretty quickly, uh, especially with the, the banged-up secondary they got. But, I mean, if you don't take care of Miles Garrett, he's a game record as much as Joey Bosa or anybody else in that Chargers defense is. So it's, it's going to be a problem. Um, hopefully they can get Joe Mixon going a little bit early and then, set up some play-action stuff. Joe can make a couple throws down the field this week because um, that was probably the one thing that you could hit him on. They didn't really complete any deep balls. As I said, only 5.5 yards in attempt last week. Right. And, yeah, um, the, the defense is definitely going to be a problem. But you know, I think on offensive side for the Browns, you got to figure out a way to act. get OBJ into this game, get Landry into the game. You got it. You're supposed to be star wide receivers and they haven't I mean, done anything same with mayfield you just got to get him into it he just looks so so under duress all the time in the pocket even when he's sitting there back there with time to throw baltimore didn't get any insanely good pressure on him last week but he still always looked he's rolling out to his right even when there's nobody coming he's just so happy in the pocket so that's why i think they got to get the run game going let baker hit a couple quick throws early on get the confidence up and uh, that will be a key to success for the browns in this game, uh, I, uh, I mean, it's going to be, I don't I don't really know where I would lean on this one. The line is six, and I thought maybe that's a little bit high just due to the fact that they lost by 32 last week. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a game. I think it will be decided by one score. Um, divisional game early on Thursday night. Joe Burrow first time under the lights, so it's going to be going to be exciting. Well, it should be, again, an exciting one coming your way tonight. 6.50 starts a pregame. That about does it for the sports fan. A big thanks to Nathan White. Thanks to Trevor Stevens and, of course, Joe Madure. For him, I'm Connor Mills signing off. We got SportsCenter coming your way tomorrow. That's right now. It's the Bengals coming your way. Thanks for joining us. In our 70th.